you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Hemke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we've got a great show set up for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about one of the live events that just went on. We're going to dive into what to watch and monitor when you're towing. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Of course, uh, WC Fab has been a, a longtime partner of not just Diesel Performance Podcast, but also Calibrated Power and Duramax Tuner. Who are also sponsors on the show uh one of the things that we like about working with wc fab is their amazing reputation and quality and consistency yeah. and i think that's really if you want something custom powder coated if you want something to just look perfect and fit perfect and work the way it's supposed to wc fab's a place to check out yeah. Exergy Performance, right? We've we've said it a hundred times over, Paul. Your one-stop shop, anything common rail, whether it's it's stock or you know heavily modified injectors, pumps, uh, FCAs, um, you know fuel pressure regulators, lines, and anything else in between. Um, there's a consistency there that uh, you know Exergy provides that. Um, we institutionally, right, we know that if a customer says, hey, I have extra G fuel system, you know, parts in the truck, you know, they're going to be good stuff. There's going to be a consistency when it comes to the tuning. There's going to be a consistency when it comes to the power output. Um, you know, so there's there's a lot to be had there, right? The, the, the household name. So. It's good to be able to rely on somebody. And that's why we love working over at Calibrated Power yep. Duramax Tuner. Uh, that's where Chris and I spend all of our our free and fun time during the week. Yeah. Um, what we love about working here is is that not just do we get to make awesome products and work with a lot of really cool people, but there is a passion from top to bottom in this company of people who just give a fuck, people who just want to make awesome products and provide amazing service. And that's really, that's kind of what you and I are all about. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been a blast. Uh, all right, for today, first things first, I want to talk a little bit about a trip to Thoroughbred that you just made, Chris, and then yeah. we'll dive, that'll walk us into talking about towing. So you and uh, Sean Lynn, listeners may remember Sean Lynn as our customer service extraordinaire, customer oh, yeah. service expert. What, anybody know what I used to call him? No. It was some sort of expert. He was there's some like, sort of there's, expert. There's a hundred nicknames here for him. Yes. So like... Yeah, Agent Lynn uh, absolutely was was a huge part of the podcast for a while there. He was the one who was going over all our customer service instructions, oh, yeah. things of that nature. Uh, he got a chance to ride down with you to his first show at Thoroughbred Diesel. Chris, tell our listeners, uh, what was that experience like? When did you guys go and what did you do? Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, Wade and, and all the, the great guys over at Thoroughbred, they uh, approached us a few months back and... They're like, hey, you know, we've uh, we've done Judgment Day for years, which was a dyno event in house. They usually held that in the fall, um, and then they've done some uh, some some sled pulls. They've tried, you know, pulling off over recent years, and uh, you know, just timing stinks, man. You know, spring into summer ramp up with all the events, and you know, it was an event that for them, it just it wasn't what they were wanting to put their name on. It's yeah. probably the best way to put it. So they came to us and they're like, hey, we're going to do a three day event. It's going to be uh, WD dealer training, stuff like that. We're inviting our dealer network to come in-house, and we want our vendors to teach them and help them with their business. And then on Saturday, we're going to do a huge open house. We want all our vendors to have booths, and we're going to do um, a dyno with the Northwest uh, Dyno Circuits Dyno. Oh, right? nice. So that was there. Um, we're going to do a big show and shine. There's going to be you know food trucks, live music, blah, 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 the whole nine yards. So. Of course, uh, being that, you know, Thoroughbred's been a big supporter of us for a long time and vice versa. We've been doing business with them for years. You know, we uh, we threw our hat in the ring right away. Um, 
and yeah, you know, that was kind of the start of it. So um, Sean and I drove down Thursday night. And when I say Thursday night, we left northern Illinois at 10 o'clock at night, got to <laughs> uh, southern Kentucky, Winchester, right? When you talk to Kentucky, it's just it's either north or south. There's no central, it, it seems like, <laughs> with those guys. Um, but we drove down to Kentucky, got there at 5 a.m., slept an hour and a half. And, uh, you know, pretty much from there, we, uh, we, we made it to the to Thoroughbred, unloaded our trailer, and then went to the venue where they were doing their, um, uh, their presentations. Okay. Our presentations. Yeah. So, um, you know, shout out to Chris, Adam, and Wade. They, they sold me on a little bit different of, a, of an event. I love um, this story. So, you know, they were talking about, there's no secret here, guys. I'm not the best guy. Uh, public speaker. I don't like it. I get very nervous, very sweaty. I can talk one-on-one. Literally talk for a living. Right, talk for a living. Host a podcast for like five years. Um, You know, there's a camera in my face in most cases when I'm being filmed or it's you and me or you and Justin. Um, I also hate listening to myself and I hate watching myself. Those are things that I just do not do. Um, In public speaking, I will literally fucking freeze. Like freeze up. So yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) So there was a hundred some people at at this at this convention that, not 30 uh, not 30 not, not 30, no no okay you were told 20 to I was, 30 i was told there were going to be small groups yeah. yeah so but to each their own it is what it is long short story it was awesome um some of the biggest vendors you know the businesses that you know we compete with in this industry were there um and it was really cool to learn something about all those companies and uh you know, it was really nice to get in front of those guys. Regardless, I should have prepared probably a little bit better. I'm over, um, I'm over judgmental on my performance, but uh, you no, know, I'm sure it was crap. It probably was. Um, <laughs> no lie, no lie at all. But um, nonetheless, it was nice to 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 talk to everybody and kind of just you know explain where we come from as an institution. Um, you know, our our foundation, our growth, uh, where we're spearheading the industry, right? Where we're trying to drive uh, yeah. the industry to go. Um, And then after that, there was like this vendor hall uh, back at Thoroughbred where all of the dealers could come up to all the booths and talk to all the companies. And, you know, the reception was awesome. The podcast, Paul, it was amazing to me how many guys are like, I know you from the podcast. Wait, business owners. Business owners. Yes. So business owners, uh, technicians that were there. Like there was always so cool. There was a recognition on the podcast that I wasn't wearing a podcast shirt, nothing like that. They just they knew the voice, they knew the company, they knew who I was. So it was really cool to see that. Um so, you know, shout out to all the listeners, honestly. Like, it, it takes those types of events to just really humble you. Like, I'm getting chills talking about it now. Um, <laughs> so we, we joke often about being podcast famous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, how stupid it is because the, it was it was such an excuse to get out of doing real work yeah. and have fun yeah. uh, for an hour a week the, when, it, when it started. Yeah. Uh, and now it has turned into something that, that yeah, yeah. It, it's – feel feel grateful that we get to do this i I had a gentleman's wife come up to me and say your voice puts me to sleep at night because my husband listens to the podcast you know we're driving this and that it was really it was funny right it's i'm sorry that i'm what you had to listen to you know um on purpose on purpose but the one thing that i want to take from from that event i always whenever i travel or do anything and you know probably pre-covid I took on any opportunity I could to travel. I, I like being new places, meeting new people. Um, I like seeing uh, different areas and in, in the way the demographic is. Right, the truck, the the you know here it's it's probably a little bit more GM based. I would I would probably say sure. Um, 
you know, we, we have all three, right? But there are pockets, you yeah. know, for, for different things. So, Well, Southern Kentucky, I mean, you're talking about hard third-gen Cummins company. I mean, it is it is one of those things where, you know, we've always dubbed Kentucky as, oh, you know, I remember there was a, a dollar amount that Thoroughbred said they used to sell in injector pumps a year for VP44. So yeah. that was just like, oh, it's a VP44 world. And it's not anymore, right? Like, there were only a few second-gen trucks there. There were a lot of third-gen common rail trucks, and there were a ton of Duramaxes. Like, really? There were a handful of Fords, but a lot of Duramaxes. Because I want to say, I was at Judgment Day, and I want to say that there was like- Mechanical Cummins left and right, man. It, it was, there was something insane. They dynoed like, I don't know, well over 100 trucks in a day at, at the Judgment Day yeah. I went to. And out of whatever, it was, uh, call it 100 plus trucks, um, I think you could count all the Duramaxes that dynoed on both hands. Yeah. Like there was less than 10 the whole day. So it's, it's nuts to it's, hear you talking about that change. It's definitely changing, right? And it, it's speaking of change, it was one of those things where I've maybe not have done a, a seminar where I've heard other companies speak. Yeah. But I have been in places where I've heard other company owners and other guys that are high up in these companies talk about where the future of the industry is going. Um, and one of the things as we talk about change is, you know, calibrated power Duramax tuner, we've been kind of at the forefront of emissions on clean power. And we've gotten a lot of flack over the years for that. Yeah. Right? A ton of flack. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been uh, accused of working for the government. Paul, directly, we've been we've been accused our names, of that. Our, our names, names have been used to um, say you're you are EPA which, agents. Which uh, to the feds, uh, we're still waiting on our checks. Yeah, if that's yeah, the case. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, want yeah, our yeah, money. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy to see the the change of events and other companies that me I have looked up to in the industry prior to making this my my career are all starting to take shape of like, okay, this is where the future is, you know, 50 state, EO, emissions present, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, if you want to be sustainable in this industry, what's crazy is all those companies that made those references all have a foundation in the industry to support the customer. Okay. It's not just, I'm going to go on the forum and I'm going to go on Messenger and buy a part from this guy because I can get my hands on it and then have zero support after. So then I'm going to put that guy on blast on the forum on Facebook because he screwed me. Yeah. You're not doing business with a business. You're doing business with an individual versus doing business with, you know, um, a calibrated power or a fleece performance or a dynamite diesel or an air dog or a fast or whatever that company may be. You know, it's an established business that you're going to be able to have support for after the sale or after that part's been installed if there is a problem. And that was just an eye opener for me is, you know, as these companies are becoming bigger and bigger, um, they want that foundation to support. And I think that's a trickle down effect as, you know, a lot of our listeners, they're either in the process of they're an enthusiast in this space. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe they're taking on the role of what DJ down in our shop did where he would wrench on a couple buddies trucks and then realize, shit, I'm just going to do this for a living and went to a dealership and then made his way here. Right. Right. Um, you know, so there's guys that are working two, three jobs. There are guys that are just wrenching on trucks and they, they want to make this their living. The practice of business or the practice of how to modify a truck has changed. And, um, you know, that's just the, the eye opener right all together. So it was really nice to get a bunch of people in one area that are big in the industry to, to kind of see that there's that, that common ground or that um, that common uh, drive at this point of, you know, where that growth could, could come from. Absolutely. No, that's so, so cool to hear. Uh, it is wild to see the tides turning on yeah. some of this, right? To see see guys coming around and even see new businesses coming up. Yeah. And that, that's what always really excites me is like, 
there's always going to be the older crop of guys who just did things their way, and that's how they're always going to do of it, course. and how they're always going to see it. And that just is what it is. They're welcome to yeah, that, right? Of course. Uh, but when you start seeing the new crop of, of guys coming up and just starting their shops, and, and like you said, wrenching in their driveways and, and getting their first bay and getting their first yeah. lift and things like that, it's like when those guys are saying, I want to do it right. I yeah. want to do it emissions equipped. I well, want that, to do it the legal way. That's I want just going to drive be here forever. Yeah, that's going to drive the industry in that forward way. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, you know, it was like I said, that that Friday was super cool. It was super eye-opening just having that opportunity to talk to those shop guys. Open house most important question, what kind of food did they have going on? Oh man, so for the vendor stuff on Friday, um, there were a couple different uh, we missed the breakfast, but uh, for lunch it was just, you know, sandwiches, noodle salad, real good noodle salad by the way. I'm a big noodle salad fan. So it was good. It was good. All, all, right. all joking aside, they, they had liquor. I didn't drink any liquor. I killed a professional, surprisingly. I um, don't believe you. Sort of you know this, sort right? Of yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know what um, you paid Sean Lynn to tell a lie <laughs> about this, but it's, it's, I'll get it out of him. But, you know, we wrapped up that event on Friday around 5 p.m., and we went back to the hotel. And honestly, it was just catch up on sleep because we knew Saturday was going to be the big day, right? Right. Wake up Saturday to fucking rain. Tons of rain. Every year at a thoroughbred event, it rains some in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So well, Kentucky's too poor for good weather. Oh my God, that's <laughs> that's, not a, true. that's a way that's a way that's that a way joke. Wade, Wade yeah, he's crushing it. I think he said that to me Saturday when I was giving him shit. <laughs> um, so the event was supposed to start at nine. It ended up not starting till noon. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. The diesel enthusiasts, the the diesel goers, they're brave, man. You got guys with custom one-off paint jobs and wrap jobs and big wheels towing their trucks through out a, a fucking thunderstorm <laughs> to make it to this event and i didn't think there would be any trucks in the show and shine they had over 50 60 trucks in oh the show and God. shine alone um and you know uh all of the guys from the dyno piece to the trucks that were competing uh you know they they ran through 40 50 trucks in a matter of like four four and a half hours That's like so just wild. crazy to think about right yeah. so you know was the turnout the way that they wanted probably not the weather definitely detoured people we all know that but all in all hindsight 2020 it was a good event um yeah. You know, end users. So, you know, Saturday, right, that was for the customer, right? Um, I had a Diesel Performance Podcast t-shirt on. So there were Way a couple. Rep. Had, had right. to Had to, right? The booth repped enough for Calibrated. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know what? I got to give some flavor, some, some love for Paul and I. Um, and it was amazing how many guys come up. They're like, oh, I've, I've heard of Stealth. I've heard of Duramax Tuner. Podcast. Diesel Performance. I've heard you. I've listened to you, right? <laughs> so, you know, as always, you know, the, the guys that I was able to, to run into, it was Thank you for the good content. You know, thank you for teaching me something, giving me a, a resource to learn more about diesel performance. I have modified my truck based on things that Paul and you have said over the years. So, again, super humbling. It, it that is the motivation and the drive for me to continue doing what we do. That's right? so cool. To Simple hear. as that. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, you know, all in all, just the uh, the event was super good. You know, the Thoroughbred Boys they put on a hell of a show. They're already talking about what next year looks like. <laughs> um, and you know, for them, it's just more or less they want to give back to their dealer network, and they just they know that if their dealers are doing well, they're doing well, and they just want to throw back like, hey, you know, we made a lot of mistakes. A lot of business owners. We could get Nick in a podcast right now and say, hey, what are the top five things you messed up on in growing a business? Sure. Right. There, he could teach someone what not to do, yeah. you know, and I think that's just super powerful. Yeah, so absolutely, no, that's so cool, so cool of Thoroughbred and, and the whole crew over there. Yeah, uh, really, really appreciate working with them. They've always of been course. a blast uh, to be around. Uh, 
definitely had some of the most fun I've ever had at a show at a thoroughbred event. Same. Yeah. My, yeah. my, uh, Chris here, um, he flat out came up to me on Friday and was like, Hey man, like I just, or it was Saturday. He goes, I just want you to know, like the, the staff, you know, they were saying that, you know, you conduct yourself really well. You're not wild. You're not crazy. He goes, but I, I, I know the old you, like I know. <laughs> and he mentioned some stories and, uh, those, yeah, those guys know how to put on a show. They know how to take care of you after hours going out downtown and just, you know, having a night on the town, downtown Lexington is super pretty. Um, I don't know that I've ever made it to, you just probably don't remember. Yeah. That's uh, also possible. You know, but it's the, the nightlife down there. It's, it's definitely cool. You know, it's a quaint little city. So yeah, it's you know, nice. quaint little city. I love that. Okay. All right. Well, Hey, uh, a part of going down there and coming back was having to take the 22 Cummins, the shop truck. Yeah. Somehow, uh, you pried those keys out of Nick's cold dead hands. I assume I haven't seen him since you took it. So I assume he's dead somewhere. Yeah. Uh, um, that was, that was a challenge <laughs> in its own. Um, so, you, yeah. so you got the keys to the 22 Cummins, which I think you and Tim Mahoney talked about the tuning that we put yeah. on it uh and then you guys hooked it to our enclosed trailer god it's a heavy trailer not a it lot is. in it it's a heavy trailer but the, the trailer we didn't have is, it loaded to the max i'll say the trailer it's an old car hauler it's very tongue heavy yeah. so the weight is very awkward um but it's not a v-nose so it's a flat face it's just it's a fucking brick going through the wind man it like really you, is. you feel every bit of it Anybody in this company that's ever towed that trailer with a single wheel complains. Yeah. Um, you really, that the trailer plays nicely with the dually, our old 19HO Ram. The truck drove and towed well. Um, I think you know, the 450 too. I think when the, we had the, the 450, yeah, 450 I never, real I don't nice think I ever it. towed with that. So I know the only dually I've ever had firsthand was the, yeah. was the Ram HO truck. But, uh, yeah, you know, so we 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 took the twenty two, uh, loaded it up with our booth, you know, in the trailer and and everything that we needed to bring down there, and you know, we we boogied on down there. Yeah, and so it's a, it's a seven hour drive. What's nice about that drive, if you do it during the day like normal people, is uh, once you get south of Illinois, it's beautiful, and even like southern Illinois has its charm. Or or if yeah. you're going to jump to Indiana and go down whatever yeah. route so we, you're going to take, we did sixty five to sixty four. So okay, okay. Your, your Indiana, you know, all the way through, uh, which is boring as fuck. It is, and, and then but, but then when but, you get to Kentucky, it, there's good scenery. It's beautiful, yep. and and what's nice is that. 65 through Indiana, it's so practical because it's so flat yep. and it's so straight that if you're ever going to measure like your best practical towing fuel mileage, yep. like that's the stretch to do it on. Yeah. Um, but with that, it's it's a it's a real new truck. Uh, you, you had a, a now you drove down there or Sean drove down there. I know so, you guys split it up. One of you Sean drove, down, drove back. down. I drove back. Okay. We weren't in a rush to get down there, and I was a rush to get back. So nice. Sean Sean drove the truck in a very sensible uh, way that we would instruct the customer to drive. Just sure. Transparent as possible. Almost like he read instructions and followed yes, them word like for word. He had it in the appropriate tune. Um, he uh, he maintained a appropriate vehicle speed given the trailer and the load. Yeah. Um, Man, we know. missed the mark. We should have had him in here. I bet he could repeat back each number he saw. He in probably the gauges could. He probably has it memorized every in his minute. Head. Yeah. He also has um, every moment memorized or in the back of his head that he had to correct me on how I was driving coming home because that that's the real test, right? Oh yeah yeah so, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you know I had to yeah. I had to check him a couple times and tell him like. 
you drive the way you tell the customer to drive. I'm driving the way the customer actually drives, but won't admit <laughs> that that's how they drive. So, you know, the uh, the truck going down there, you know, um, he did a really nice job, maintained 70, 75 mile an hour the whole time. Uh, the truck just effortlessly hauled the trailer. I mean, you would feel it when you get over a bump. Yeah. Um, the trailer, like I said, is very tongue heavy, so it really moves the ass end of the truck around. You, you feel it. Um Nothing really to report out of the ordinary there. I mean, the truck did well. Um, coming home, though, I think there is a few things to note. For example, that truck was 85, 90 plus the whole way coming home down 64 and 65. Um, intake air temps never went over like 115 degrees. Uh, trans temps never went over 172 degrees. No shit. Um, EGTs never went over 1175. Right. So we're So if you if you throw a speedo out, this is one thing I've always kind of thought of with trucks. Like if you really know your gauge as well and you throw your speedo and your tack out and you're like, I'm just going to watch the inputs or, or the output numbers that matter the most to the safety of the truck. Okay. Everything you just listed is like beautiful. It's like, oh yeah. oh you're in the perfect operating yeah, range. I keep just... keep it at that RPM. I yeah. mean your mileage, I assume, was trash compared so to the mileage to going down. Land. The mileage going down versus the mileage going up that was significantly um, impaired. Yeah. Um. You know, we were towing back, and I mean, these real world numbers, right? Sean going down there, towing that trailer again. The trailer is a brick going through the wind. It's not aerodynamic. It does hurt you. Um. He was averaging around twelve and a half. You know, just. North of 12 and a half. Sure. Uh, put that into perspective. That is very, very similar to like what RHO Dooley would get. 11 and a half, about a mile difference. Okay. Um, 85, 90 mile an hour, nine and a half, 10. That's, that is just, that's what you got. But, honestly, better than what I thought you were going to say. But, what, but yes. And that's what Tim had said too when we were kind of going back and forth. And I think, you know, it just puts it into perspective. Just because the truck can do it doesn't mean it's going to be the best at doing it. Now, that trailer is very uh, heavy, uh, nose heavy, and it's not aerodynamic. I keep saying that because that is a big piece here. Yeah, it's like dragging a sail for sure. It really is at that speed as, as well. But yeah. with that added drag, that's where I think you would start to see those temperatures really get out of whack, and they never they never really did. They were always manageable, controllable. Well, yeah, the, the beginning part of that run, too, going through the hills in Kentucky, is yeah. you're on 64. I'm trying to think. It's been a, been a hot minute yeah. since I'm down that way. So forgive me, anybody local, uh, if I got my geography off. But some of those hills, you're pulling up, maybe not like an extreme graded yeah, elevation. It's not, it's not like you're hitting the But mountains. you're working the truck. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're working, working the truck. truck. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you can see that and feel that, especially like you have everything kind of stacked against you, yeah. you got a trailer that's probably pushing the limit of what's reasonable to put on, on the hitch. Yeah. You have... A truck that's a single wheel instead of a dually. Yep. It's also like the brand new stuff. You're you're fairly safe with, right? It's not like we're talking about an LB7 where we got to talk right. about brake lines bo- popping but or something have, stupid. You still have the temperatures, right? And yeah. it's about the engine being worked. You're talking coolant temps. You're talking engine uh, oil temps. You're talking. I mean, intake air temps. I'm not really too concerned with, but it was nice to monitor. But you know, oil temps, coolant temps. They stayed in check the entire time going up the grade, trying to maintain that type of vehicle speed, and it was. When I got in the truck, the thing I wanted to make sure on the display that I was monitoring, I wanted to make sure that I had coolant temp. I wanted to make sure I had intake air temp. I wanted to make sure I had oil uh, temperature, which the coolant and oil I can monitor on the dash, right? Um, I wanted to monitor my trans temp. I wanted to monitor the uh, nerdy thing, but the drive and boost pressure. Okay. Just because I know as we do more and more turbo R&D, 
funny thing, right? We don't have a ton. I don't have a ton of experience driving stock turbo trucks. Like I, I really don't. Like that's you, such an odd thing to think of. Really but is. I guess yeah. I guess that is. Well, I mean, pretty for, true for me yeah, personally, yeah. right? Like being on the floor and talking to guys. Nick has that data, and Nick knows what to compare to when he does the turbo R and D. But like me, I got into my my fifteen that I bought from him with twins, right? right? And then we go into the single, and that's all I ever knew. And you know, Nick's been harping me on on my my new to me truck. I want to leave the stock turbo on there for a bit because I I kind of want to understand and get a little bit more involved. And the twenty two did exactly that, right? I was able to see what the drive, what the boost pressure was under a load, how that correlated to EGT. And it was just, it was nice to be able to see what the difference is there compared to like what we've seen in our STR or our 64 line. Sure. It was cool. What was the ballpark kind of ratio? What was the ratio when you were cruising at 85 miles an hour on flat ground at sea level on a good, sunny, shiny day? Uh, you were seeing close to one to one. You were seeing so, uh, one and with, a half to one with the madman behind the keyboard, right? Just working his magic. Um, it was one to one pretty much the entire time. Like hitting a grade, going up a hill. You know, let's say the truck was you know airing up pretty heavy. Talking twenty twenty two psi a boost. Uh, drive pressure was twenty two twenty three twenty five. Like it was, if it if the boost was under twenty psi, it was one to one. Wow. So very impressive. Yeah, I thought. But, you know, there's a lot of calibration support that's gone into supporting that. It's not like I took a stock truck there. Like, that truck has a badass RevMax valve body in it. We have the line pressure there. We have our switch-on-the-fly tuning that, you know, we have released. You know, 19 to 21 are going to be similar, but the 22s, it's in its own wheelhouse. But, uh, you know, it, it has the latest and greatest technology that we can, as an institution, be able to offer the end user. Sure. So. I love it. Well, hey, that's good reporting. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, I know that was a fun story for me to hear. I'm sure all of our listeners loved it. Guys, we're going to be out at UCC. Chris and I will both be there Saturday, June 3rd. We're going to be in Indianapolis. The show's going on, of course, June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Uh, We'll be at the Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner booth. We're right behind that big Amsoil booth. You you won't be able to miss us. Uh, We'll be loud and rowdy. So come on by. Uh, Chris will sign uh, any shirt you want for podcast fame. Uh, and take an Instagram picture with you and your and your mother, no problem. Uh, for today, this has been Paul Wilson and Chris Emke. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson and Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. You know, we've been uh, accused of working for the government. Paul, directly, we've been we've been accused our names, of that. Our, our names, names have been used to um, say you're you are EPA which, agents. Which uh, to the feds, uh, we're still waiting on our checks. Yeah, if that's yeah, the case. Yeah, we yeah, want yeah, our yeah, money. Yeah. Uh,